This is Jones Financial Talk with Nick Jones from Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. Nick provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Jones Financial Talk with your host, Nick Jones. Well, hello, Rogue Valley, and welcome back to Jones Financial Talk. This is Nick Jones from Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions. Listeners, if you'd like more information about what you hear on the show today, you can just go to our website at jonesfinancialtalk.com. Lots of our weekly listeners go there because they can actually download the new shows right on Sundays. Also, you can subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Now, listeners, for millions of Americans, Social Security is one of the linchpins of their retirement and broader financial strategy. And, you know, there's been tons of news lately about what is going on with the program, especially for many of you older Americans. And um, the recent news has not been good. There's been lots of information shared about the trust fund and how it is possibly expected to run out and and uh, even sooner than than expected. So during today's show, we're going to take a little closer look at the potential trust fund shortfalls and what it means for the program in general and uh, what it may mean for you specifically. And then after that, we're going to transition a little bit and talk more about some specifics of Social Security and maybe some potential steps that you could take to make sure that uh, you're likely to get everything that you actually deserve. Okay, Uh, but before we do that, let me bring in my co-host, Mr. Tony Shore, who you guys know joins us weekly, and he's going to help me explore this topic today. Well, it's a good topic, and it needs exploring because it's constantly changing. And like you've said many times on the show, Nick, Social Security is the foundation of any solid retirement plan. Uh, No matter how much or how little you have, that's where it begins because it's a known quantity that you'll be getting. And you can figure out exactly how much you'll get each month from Social Security. And it accounts at least somewhat for inflation. So that's a good place to begin uh, with retirement income, isn't it? It sure is. And, you know, we've obviously gone through a very difficult time financially in the last couple of years. Social Security has done its best, uh, you know, through the trustees report to help increase um, the benefit for many, many seniors that are on a fixed income when we've been dealing with this, uh, you know, terrible inflation environment. so yeah, the, the, you were talking. Uh, you and I were talking earlier before the show, and how we get lots of people that call in and ask specific questions about Social Security yeah. so often because it really is probably the number one topic in retirement, uh, aside from your own personal accounts. And so uh, happy to discuss this again in detail with you today, Tony. Well, yeah, for sure, and I think this is going to be a great show. Uh, a lot of Americans out there rely on Social Security. And they're always on a high alert for breaking Social Security news. So where do you want to begin? Yeah. So, you know, the Social Security trustees report this year in 2023 uh, was just released in March. And, um, you know, it kind of outlined the program's trust funds. And what it basically came down to is that, uh, you know, the program's trust fund could be tapped uh, out by 2034 without any kind of intervention from Congress. And that is a full year earlier than originally anticipated. That's written on most people's statements. So something definitely to think through. But 
Tony, when you consider that roughly 66 million Americans currently rely on Social Security in some form or another, I mean, that, that's just a very, very concerning development. And, you know, if that annual report, uh, if the forecast that's in the, the annual report this year becomes reality, the revenue that supplies Social Security uh, and the trust fund would only be able to cover about 80% of current benefits. Well, Nick, that's great information. Can you give us a little more detail into why the trust fund might be depleted a year earlier than originally expected? Yeah. So, you know, there's some new economic expectations um, that are definitely possible factors um, to revise these predictions. Okay. And so the trustees report explains it um, in a bunch of different ways, Uh, but they basically expect less growth and productivity during the coming decade compared to what uh, we've anticipated in last year's report. And so, Clearly, smaller growth and productivity mean less growth and revenue from payroll taxes that obviously significantly fund Social Security. Now, in part, the report also explained that, you know, some of these adjusted forecast um, situations stem from the lingering effect of the COVID-19 pandemic, which slowed the economy in many ways. And we're still, um, you know, feeling it to this day. Yeah, that makes Um, perfect sense, actually, now that you say that. A lot, a lot fewer people who are working for a long period of time contributing to Social Security. That's exactly right. And a lot of people have decided to remove themselves from the workforce earlier. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. Um, I think the numbers are something like this. Today, there's about two people working for every one person that's collecting a benefit. Wow. Uh, whereas 10 or 12 years ago, it was almost three to one. So quite a few more people working, you know, 10, 15 years ago that were helping fund this. Um, Tony, the other thing though, that's nice or good thing that came out in that report, uh, is the news about Medicare. Yeah. Um, and so for the second year in a row, the trustees report is actually, actually predicting a stronger financial outlook for Medicare. And, um, it's estimating that Medicare's main trust fund, which covers, uh, hospital care for most people will likely have enough funds, um, to, to cover full benefits through 2031, and so that's three years longer than it forecasted just last year. Wow. Quite a bit of an increase. And so that's certainly good news for millions of Americans uh, who need Medicare to enjoy their preferred retirement lifestyle. Um, you know, and, you know, but we do need to con- continue to talk every single year about, you know, the funding uncertainty of these programs. Yeah. Um, you know, I... <laughs> I don't think I'm going to go out on a limb here when I tell you that it's increasingly hard for Congress to agree to much of anything. Uh, but I do personally think that Social Security and Medicare may be different, a totally different topic for them. And, you know, again, as we've stated uh, many times on our show, Social Security and Medicare are just lifeblood programs for millions of Americans. And here's the thing. Older Americans vote in very, very big numbers. And so, you know, members of Congress are, again, in my opinion, unlikely to take steps to antagonize, you know, such an important voting block of of, of supporters, right? Right. Yeah, I, I think that's good. And I know that uh, a lot of people out there, um, uh, you know, need need to hear this, and but they get worried when they think, a lot of people are saying, oh, Social Security isn't going to be there for me. And I think, you know, even though it's uncertain territory with both of these programs, uh, you know, we, we need to realize, I don't think they're going to let social security, anything happen to it or Medicare overall. I think it will be there. It's just in what form, but is one program worse off than the other? 
Nick? Yeah, yes. I mean, and there's a couple of different programs to outline here. Uh, the the names are interesting. So the Old Age Survivors Insurance Trust Fund. Well, that doesn't um, sound very. I know. I know. Uh, currently, Old Age is... Survivors. <laughs> old Age Survivors Insurance Trust Fund, Tony. That's the name of it. You know, sounds like so... the name of the new Rolling Stones tour. <laughs> old Age Survivors. No doubt. No doubt. Um, so so that trust fund, the Old Age Survivors Insurance Trust Fund, Tony, will be able to cover all scheduled benefits until 2033, um, after which time probably uh, a drop in of about 23% according to our current projections for those payouts. Now, there's also a disability insurance trust fund. And today it actually is projected to remain whole until 2097. So a lot less people pulling from that fund than our standard social security and Medicare programs. Ah, okay. So what will Congress actually do or what can they do to address these short shortfalls once and for all? I mean, I know they've kicked the can down the road, but what, what can be done? They, they sure have kicked the can down the road. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's, there's tons of things that they could do to potentially, you know, avoid some of these shortfalls. Um, they could, for instance, over the next decade, cut benefits, right? Um, they could raise taxes. They could redirect, uh, redirect other government revenue into a program, um, you know, or utilize a combination of some of those options. You know, for many of elected officials, the idea of cutting benefits or raising taxes are both unappealing, right? Uh, which means that they really are difficult to find, you know, good options and solutions that could last. Um, we've talked a lot about this on the show, too. I <clears throat> think that that as people age and are more and more uh, are, um, medical situations are better and better in our country, people live in longer. And so, this is a really, really difficult thing and, and topic to discuss, but probably raising full retirement age is one of the things they'd consider. And yeah. I'm sure you've probably seen it. I mean, the 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 French uh, the French <laughs> government has had a significant issue with this. Gosh, yeah, in the news, it's on almost every day for the last month, right? And I they mean, were they're only to, raising it from what six, sixty-two to sixty-four. Sixty-two to sixty-four, and they've got and all kinds 60, of riots and in we're the at street. Sixty-seven, talking yep. about you know they might think about raising it to 70 and they, yeah, rioting in the streets, rioting in the streets in France because they're raising, yeah. you know, the age from 62 to 64. And, um, wow. so that, that is a, an extreme situation where they just, um, do not want to change their quality of life at all in that country. And interesting. Now I, I should point out though, too, Tony, that, you know, president Biden and congressional leaders have already agreed, um, that potential social security and Medicare cuts are off the table. Uh, during the upcoming negotiations about raising the nation's debt ceiling. So that's a very important thing because we are dealing with that this month. It does need to be taken care of by June 1st, right? And so they both have said, okay, look, we're not going to cut benefits in either of those programs uh, in order to make sure that the debt ceiling is um, is reached. So that's a good thing. Well, uh, yeah, one- and, and they say, you know, uh, these two programs, Social Security especially, is considered the third rail of politics. And by that, that's the hot rail. That's the one that's electrified, right? That's Uh, correct. That the subway car runs on. You don't want to touch the third rail uh, because that carries electricity. So that's the one that'll zap you. And the politicians know they can get zapped on this issue. So, And they've made changes to it before. They've raised the full retirement age. Uh, They've raised the amount that can be taxed on Social Security. 
Uh, they're going to do it again. They'll probably raise it from 85% to 100%, right? And probably raise the full retirement age to shore up the program, so to speak. Or they'll raise the amount of social security tax people have to pay in. Um, but I think they'll do it gradually and try to, you know, they'll do it late on a Friday night <laughs> before the weekend so it doesn't hit a major news cycle. And I think they'll do it gradually and try to squeeze that into a bill somewhere. Uh, what we know they probably won't do is cut spending to pay for it. Well, and that's that, that's, <laughs> that's uh, an important an important thing that really needs to be addressed. I mean, this yeah. has basically been happening in our country for the last 40 years, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, we don't have the money to actually spend on all of the programs that we come up with and create, yep. right? So we either print money or we borrow it from somewhere. Where have we borrowed it from traditionally? Social Security Trust Fund. Yeah. And so it's difficult to think through that. For many of Americans, they're like, why is the money not there? But it's because we continue to, to um, you know, uh, come up with different programs that are very, very costly um, that we don't have the budget to be able to afford. Right. It's a pretty simple thing. We talk in, in, in on our show many times about how to be effective when you retire and what the things are that you should do. And one of the main things we talk about that you always make fun of me about is the big B word, the budget. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's a dirty word, budget for a lot of people. They don't <laughs> like to hear it, but it's so important and you'll. It relieves so much stress and you can right. sleep better at night if you have one. Trust me. But the difficult thing is this for most politicians, you know, I mean, most politicians um, have and are trying to represent their own their own state, their yep. own constituents. Right. Um, all of them have dis- different reasons and things that they feel strongly about that they want to uh, they want to push for. And so always it feels like in situations uh, when there's bartering for the budget. Um, things are built in or taken out. And that's just the difficult part. I mean, if we could literally say, look, we're not going to affect what happens on the Social Security or Medicare stage any longer with political ideas, um, and and we made that a law, what would happen? We'd probably have right. less politicians because we'd have less money to spend. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> good point. I, I think you make some very good points there. And, and it's good to be aware of this. Uh, you can always... Uh, write your senator or Congress pe- people about this. Uh, I think that's important. Now, we should take a quick break here, Nick. Before we do, let our listeners know about the website where they can go to get more information, check out uh, past shows, and uh, subscribe to the show as a podcast. Yeah, and another thing I'll offer today as well is we have great Social Security maximization reports that, uh, ah, yes. that we use with our clients and people request from us all the time when they listen to the show. So if you want to go to our website at jonesfinancialtalk.com, you can request a report on Social Security for you personally. If you're not drawing already, that could become very, very helpful. Um, or if you just want to have any other um, you know, conversations with us about anything, please, you can request that right online. Once again, at jonesfinancialtalk.com. All right. That sounds great. And listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more of Jones Financial Talk after this. When it comes to retirement planning, many people spend their energy focusing on how to accumulate a large retirement nest egg without giving any thought to where the retirement assets should be invested. While accumulating your desired amount of retirement assets is important, we feel that it is just as important to have your money in assets that represent the level of risk or safety that you want. Red money is money that is at risk and subject to market volatility, 
Yellow money is money that is at risk but is professionally managed, and green money is money that may have its principal protected and is less subject to large market swings. At Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions, an easy way to determine where you should have your retirement assets allocated is to use the color system for your money. We created a simple way for you to group your retirement assets called the color of money, which is located inside our Retirement Income Toolkit. Download our complimentary Retirement Income Toolkit at jonesfinancialtalk.com or call us at 541-773-9567. And welcome back to Jones Financial Talk. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore, and I'm here with our host, Nick Jones. And Nick, great show so far. You've been talking about the recent news that according to the latest Social Security Trustees report, the program's trust fund may run out by 2034. Uh, a year sooner than last year's uh, report anticipated. And this has been eye-opening, but I know you have some more great information for us. So let's get right to it and talk some more about Social Security and what people out there need to know. For sure. So maybe we'll talk about some, um, you know, general Social Security topics to see if we can answer some some questions that we regularly get. Sure. Um, so Social Security, Tony, was established in 1935, right? And the reason why it was established was to provide retirement income to some of American workers. Now, over the years, this program was ex- expanded to cover uh, basically a, a much larger portion of the workforce. Anybody that's in the the uh, um the private sector, basically, right? Right. Um, that pays taxes into the system. And so currently, Social Security provides 37% of older men and 42% of older women with at least 50% of wow. their retirement income. So half the income for almost a third to uh, to, to half of the, the people in the system. And then, um, you know, for 12 to 15% of the population of older men and women, uh, Social Security is covering almost 90% of their total retirement income. Wow, that's crazy uh, because it's really not enough to live on. That's right. It's extremely difficult, especially when we go through times like we are right now. People are on a fixed income, right? Yeah. And if prices do not increase as a ref- result of inflation, they can manage a budget. But if everything goes up 15, 20, 30% in a year, how, how, how do you live on that same fixed income? It's r- extremely difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Really hard. Really hard. So, I, I mean, I, as these stats that you're giving us bear out, uh, Social Security is nothing short of critical then for a lot of our fellow citizens. Um, so talk about full retirement age. We've talked about sure. that earlier in the show. We alluded to it, but a lot of people might not understand what full retirement age is or how to figure out what their full retirement age is or what that means. Yep. So the easiest way to figure this out is to go uh, right onto ssa.gov, create an account, and you can actually project out and see what your full retirement age is if you don't get a statement any longer. You know, it's interesting though, social security is all about marketing. And what I mean by that is I just recently had a client that came in this week and she said, I'm going to take Social Security starting in November or December when I'm 66 and a half, and that's going to change my income drastically. It's going to be great. And I go, well, why don't you take it sooner? She's like, well, I can't. Uh, I can't take it. Uh, I have to wait till that age. I said, no, you don't have to wait to that age. You can take it almost at any time after the age of 62. Now, what happens if you take it early at the age of 62? 
clearly you're going to get a reduction in your benefits and that's going to be a permanent reduction uh, for a long period of time. Okay. So an example that I would give to you. So full retirement age falls between the ages of 65 and 67. Let's say 66 is your, is your uh, full retirement age. If you file for social security when you're the age of 62 and your full retirement age is 66, you're going to get a 25% reduction in your benefits. Okay. Now, Conversely, taking your benefit later in life at your full retirement age, you're going to have obviously a higher permanent benefit and um, you're going to receive about an 8% increase each year up to the age of 70. Okay, for those um, who reach the age of 70, there is no reason not to start taking your benefits at that point because they no longer grow. Wow. Okay. So that's good to know. I mean, a lot of people have a lot of questions about when to file. How does it uh, affect you and determining the best time to file for social security right there is a good reason to work with somebody like yourself and work with Jones and Associates, work with a financial advisor to figure this out. So uh, this is where the social security maximization report comes in, right? Of, co of course. And this is where our income planning takes place. We've talked a lot about our income planning projections on our show. If you don't have a written income plan from your financial advisor, you should ask for it. Well, I mean, because when you retire and you don't want to work any longer, where are the income sources coming from? And when do you take Social Security and at what what uh, times, um, you know, in your in your life is it going to be most beneficial to you when you start having that conversation, Tony? Yeah. Yeah. And that's well, exactly. I, I think it's really important uh, if you haven't yet filed or if you've just recently filed, uh, you know, get a get a hold of Jones and Associates. Right. Yep. And a lot of people say, you know, I haven't really paid into the system very long. I'm not going to get a benefit. I never even looked at it. It's not a big deal. Oh. Um, so I like to I like to kind of stop that, you know, th that conversation quickly as well. And just explain that if you make, um, you know, b b basically, if you work for 10 years, 40 quarters, you're going to be eligible to receive something from Social Security. And you usually get one credit for every um, about sixteen hundred dollars that you make. Uh, up to a maximum of four credits per year. Wow. Okay. Uh, that's good. So uh, remind us how much we pay into Social Security. Right. So this number is one that probably could uh, be changed. Uh, the The income amount that you are taxed on changes every single year, indexed to help Social Security. But today, workers currently pay 6.2% of their wages into the Social Security program. And that's up to $160,000 of your income, okay? And then employers kick in the same amount, 6.2%. Um, so unfortunately, for those of you or us that are self-employed, um, you pay the full boat of 12.4% into the system. Now, ah, okay. um, you can also receive Social Security benefits uh, while you continue to work. And so a lot of people ask us this question, Tony, and how it how it affects it. So basically broken down here, here's how it works. Um, if you have reached full retirement age, so let's call it 67 for most people that are listening, you can take your full Social Security benefit and you can work as much as you possibly want and you will not be penalized or lose any of your benefit as a result of that. Very important to remember though, if you take your social security benefits early, anytime after the age of 62 and before your full retirement age, you can only make so much money on an annual basis. Otherwise, 
you start getting a reduction in your social security benefit. Okay. And so typically, uh, well, this year, for instance, that number is $21,240. So if you have not reached full retirement age and you make more than $21,240 of earned income, uh, for every dollar, uh, I'm sorry, for every $2 that you make above that number, you're going to lose a dollar of your benefit. Wow. Huge disadvantage. So when we sit down and we do those income projections, like we've talked about for our clients, many people retire, but don't stop working completely. But some people say, well, I'm going to retire from my normal day job. I'm going to work part-time because I need some social uh, interactions anyways. And hey, then I won't have to tap my retirement funds as soon uh, as soon as what's expected. Isn't that a good idea? And I say, absolutely it is. But we got to make sure that you don't add insult to injury and make too much money to then reduce your social security benefit because then what, 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 why are we doing this? You know, depending on the state you live in, Tony, taxation is a huge part of income when you retire as well. See, I no. always thought, I never knew that social security could be taxed until I, until I started working with you and doing the show with you, Nick. Uh, that really surprised me that up to 85% of what I take in for social security is subject to tax, federal and, tax. And right? that, that is a shock to many people. They figure, look, we've been paying a tax uh, for the in. last 30 or 40 years <laughs> yeah. into the program. <clears throat> now you're telling me federally I'm going to be taxed on my wage. And um, so we can talk about those numbers a little bit. But, you know, um, the interesting thing and the good thing for us that are here in the state of Oregon, for instance, is you do not pay uh, income tax to the state of Oregon on Social Security. Mm. So that's, uh, gosh, at the highest level, 9 10%. Uh, savings, basically, right? But right. Um, maybe to outline it for for our listeners again, Tony, um, if you if you file a joint return and have combined income between thirty two thousand and forty four thousand, you're going to be required to pay income tax on as much as fifty percent of your benefits federally. Now, if your income combined is greater than forty four thousand, that tax uh, could be as much as eighty five percent of the income that you actually get from Social Security, as you just mentioned. You know, this has been a great show. Uh, we're coming up on the end of our show as far as time is concerned, so we should wrap it up. Is there anything else you want to let our listeners know before we go? I just mentioned one more time that we definitely have a great resource um, that you, that we'd love to share with you. Um, those are our Social Security Maximization Reports, and you can get a copy uh, or request a copy of one of those on our website at jonesfinancialtalk.com. We also try to publish um, not only radio shows, but also other, you know, um, different uh, literature opportunities for you to learn more about these programs. And so reach out to us with any questions, please. Once again, jonesfinancialtalk.com. All right. Well, thank you so much, Nick. Such a huge topic, a lot going on with Social Security. Glad we covered it today. And listeners, once again, it's jonesfinancialtalk.com if you need more information. And that does it for today's episode of Jones Financial Talk with our host, Nick Jones. Thank you for listening to Jones Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Nick Jones at Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions. Call 541-773-9567. Or visit their website at jonesfinancialtalk.com. 
fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions, a registered investment advisor in the state of Oregon. Insurance products and services are offered through Jones & Associates Insurance Solutions. Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions and Jones & Associates Insurance Solutions are affiliated companies. Nick Jones and Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.